Community Radio. All your friends are doing it. 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 Best frequencies forever. They send me away to find them a fortune A chest filled with diamonds and gold The house was awake with shadows and monsters The hallways they echoed and groaned I sat alone in bed till the morning I'm crying, they're coming for me And I tried to hold these secrets inside me My mind's like a deadly disease I'm bigger than my body I'm colder than this home I'm meaner than my demons I'm bigger than these bones And all the kids cried out Please stop your I jumped at the slightest of sounds And I couldn't stand the person inside me I turned all the mirrors around I'm bigger than my body I'm colder than this home I'm meaner than my demons I'm bigger than these bones So they'll never die when I'm dead And I've grown familiar with villains that live in my head They beg me to write them so I'll never die when I'm dead I'm bigger than my body I'm colder than this Good morning. You are listening to TV on the radio here on BFF.FM. I'm Leah, and I'm here with Jessica. Good morning. Um, good morning, Jess. How are you? I'm, I'm great. How are you? 
I'm I'm good. It's a beautiful day outside. It's gorgeous. That was Halsey with Control. And um, today we are talking about the HBO show um, The Rehearsal by Nathan Fielder. Um, it's not called The Rehearsal by Nathan Fielder, but and, and also I literally can't see that man's face without saying Nathan Fielder. <laughs> I have to say his full name every single time. Um, but it is uh, a show called The Rehearsal, again, by Nathan Fielder. <laughs> um <laughs> And We're just rehearsing for the intro <laughs> to our show. Oh, we have been in a mock-up of the BFF studio for about six months, rehearsing every way the show could go. Yeah. And today, live and on air, we're deciding to go with the most messed up one. So, <laughs> so enjoy. Also, uh, Thanks for Station Mom ride, Amanda, guys. if you're listening, we left all the invoices for the construction <laughs> and all that. It's in the top drawer of the desk. Yeah, exactly. We're net 15, but no, no pressure. <laughs> um, <laughs> All right, so uh, what are your thoughts on the rehearsal? I, I mean, I loved it. Okay. I, I feel like we should have rehearsed today's show a little more. <laughs> I, I've been trying to articulate my thoughts on it, yeah. and I've been trying to read some of the you know many think pieces about mm-hmm. it, and I think the show broke my brain and yeah. maybe the brains <laughs> of everyone who watched it because I read some stuff that was like, is this english (laughs) nonsense total gobbledygook but um i mean we say this frequently but if you haven't watched the show you should watch it before listening to us you know wax poetic about it because it (laughs) defies explanation and i mean most of the joy i think comes out of just the shock of the stuff they do on the show yeah um but the premise ostensibly is um nathan fielder who it, it's it feels a little bit like an extension of Nathan for you. Yeah, the next iteration. Of yeah, Nathan for you. Um, he tries to help people through a difficult situation by rehearsing every possible outcome of mm-hmm. that situation, or like every way it could go. You know, um, there's flow charts. There are actors who are stand-ins for the person that this person's going to have a confrontation with, mm-hmm. and um, it's ridiculous on its face. <laughs> um. But yeah, it the stuff it does is very it's fascinating. Just fascinating to watch. What it did is, you think? It is. It's it's fascinating. I feel like you had mixed feelings at the beginning. I did have mixed feelings at the beginning. Um I watched the show and I I watched the first episode, greatly enjoyed it. It features Nathan Fielder literally recreating an entire bar mm-hmm. down to like the glassware being the same mm-hmm. the tears and the final the, cushions, yeah. <laughs> the, like, poster being slightly like, yeah off kilter and i did read an interview i've been obsessed with trying to find out what the actual budget for uh-huh. this show is because i was like it must be that nathan fielder he either has like compromat on like the head <laughs> of hbo and it's like you will let me make this show and you won't say one fucking word yeah um or uh, or he is Mr. HBO. I don't know. <laughs> I, but it's wild to me that they just gave Nathan Fielder. They were like, no notes, Nathan Fielder. Mm-hmm. Do whatever you want to do. And that remained true for the entire show. But I watched the first episode, and it's about this guy, Core, that he is trying to uh, – this guy is on a pub quiz team, and he has oversold his educational um, – background background and wants to come clean to his pub quiz team 
especially one lady who he feels is going to judge him and be upset. Mm-hmm. Um, and th- I thought the the show was great. I loved it. But then I was like, well, like, also, Oprah had been helping people have difficult conversations for decades or whatever. <laughs> you know, I was like, it just, it sort of rubbed me the wrong way. I was like, well, Nathan Fielder has to spend I don't know, upwards of a million dollars like recreating a a situation so that a man can have this experience, you know, like when it's couched in Nathan Fielder's weirdness, it has to come with a million dollar price tag or whatever it is. But anyway, back to the original story where I've been obsessively trying to find out what the actual budget for each episode is. And I saw something somewhere that said that uh, the budget probably isn't that much because first of all, HBO keeps everything from every show they've ever made, which mm-hmm. I guess makes sense, right? Like that. So he didn't have to buy a so Starbucks. He had you to don't... leftover Starbucks cup from Game of Thrones. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So you, I guess that makes sense that HBO keeps everything. But I love the image of like a warehouse somewhere in like the valley stretching over like many city blocks just filled with like vats of glitter from euphoria uh-huh. next to like decapitated dragon heads like and then just yeah as you said like the carrie bradshaw's shoes yeah just all of it yeah the peloton that mr big died on all of it, just sitting in a warehouse in the valley i love that image um but anyway so apparently hbo keeps everything so I don't know, maybe he was able to use some ripped <laughs> bar stools or whatever. And they were saying that um, because this show features real people and not yeah. actors necessarily, the the acting budget was probably low enough that maybe it's comparable to what they spend on any other Yeah, HBO that makes sense because like actors get paid you know, sometimes yeah. millions of, do- of dollars. Yeah. That would, they turned that into a joke in one episode of this show where he, tr- he recreates, creates a children's birthday party but instead of hiring actors who have to be paid SAG wages, he hires background <laughs> actors. And so no one can talk. No one those people can't yeah. talk on camera. <laughs> yeah. So it's a silent party of yeah. everyone pretending to have a conversation. Yeah. Very funny. Uh, it was funny. Um, but anyway, I digress. I don't know what the budget was. I did read an interview with Nathan Fielder where he said, like, yeah, that first but that first episode was pretty exorbitant Mm -hmm. and he said somebody at HBO told him like they probably spent more recreating that bar than it cost to actually build the bar like in Brooklyn (laughs) um so if anyone has any inside intel please do tweet at us because I am very curious show us about literal receipts what it takes (laughs) to make um to make this uh show the rehearsal Mm -hmm. um but so that was the first episode and I was kind of like okay like Again, to go to therapy. Yeah, yeah. You know, I feel like we we could have circumvented a lot of this. Um, But that's the joke, right? Yeah. The joke is that it is a ridiculous premise and just to see where it goes. Yeah. Um, And then the second episode features a lady named Angela who wants the experience of, wants to rehearse raising a child. And she has an image for how that's going to be for her. And it features like a house in the city. So they get this house or house in the country. So they they rent this beautiful farmhouse in Oregon and they they have scenes of them like planting vegetables. (laughs) Well, she imagines having like 
chickens and a vegetable garden so you see him like put store-bought vegetables in the dirt (laughs) and it's winter time and it pans out and it's a snow machine creating winter just around this house yeah and the baby's kids also have very strict regulations with regards to how long kids can work so you see them like swapping these babies in and out of windows (laughs) like in the middle every four hours um and yeah, it's all very funny and mm-hmm. very elaborate. Um, and I did really enjoy the show. I think the biggest thing for me is that at the end, I was like, what the fuck am I supposed to take <laughs> from this? And Yeah, the, I think that's what everyone's struggling with. Yeah. And B, I also, I kind of feel like Nathan Fielder operates on a different level than I do. And there are like things that I don't, get and I resent that I don't want to I don't want to feel like any man smarter than I am so I got a real problem with that Nathan Fielder um so that's that's my biggest beef with the yeah. show to be honest um I think also something for me is that uh the show changes midway through when Nathan Fielder inserts himself into this experience with Angela to mm-hmm. try raising a child and it's supposed to be this introspective um, look at his flaws and his concerns yeah. and the things that he is worried about. Um, but the criticism that has ever since Nathan for you and with this show that has been thrown at Nathan Fielder is that are you making other people the joke? Because yeah. all these people are a little weird. Like oh, they're yeah. <laughs> all pretty off. We haven't even gotten to Robin who crashed his Scion T-16 into a car at 100 miles an hour yet. Yeah. Um, but all these people are a little off. And so there's kind of a murky ethical mm-hmm. line about, like, again, in that interview I read with Nathan Fielder, he said, you know, I'm, I'm always regretful when anyone doesn't enjoy their experience or doesn't feel like they were portrayed the way they want to be because my goal is to make myself the center to make myself the joke every time. And I do believe that I 100% believe that, but I also just think that there's a real line between complete sociopathy and brilliance. And I think, I don't know which side he comes down. on. Yeah. I mean, I agree. I do. I go back and forth on the ethical. I mean, this show does eventually confront that in the end, he has a bond with one of the actors who plays his six-year-old son. Mm-hmm. Dr. And, Farts. Yeah. <laughs> Remy. <laughs> young Dr. Farts. <laughs> yeah. um, and, you know, the kid is obviously too young to even really understand what acting is. And he also happens to not have a father and forms this attachment to Nathan and refuses to leave. He doesn't, yeah, he doesn't understand the distinction, really. Mm-hmm. He starts calling him daddy. He doesn't mm-hmm. want to call him Nathan. Um, and so Nathan Fielder, I guess, tries to interrogate that. And it continues to be ridiculous. He would, instead of the rehearsal now, it's like he tries to recreate all these situations in which he could have done the job differently and mm-hmm. avoided forming this attachment with this kid. Mm-hmm. And um, he hires a fully grown man. Yeah, <laughs> yeah he tries like kid. doing what if I had, yeah, exactly, a grown man play the kid? What if I used a doll instead of the kid? Mm-hmm. It's just, it's ridiculous, but it is like, I don't, I don't really know what it's saying, but yeah. it's like, 
this thing that, you know, it's problematic that this kid formed an attachment to, to this man who we probably can't have a ongoing relationship <laughs> with, but it's also kind of beautiful. It was this fake thing, and yeah. this little kid formed a real attachment to him, and it's really sweet and pure. And, like, I think that's sort of, like, the the joke on <clears throat> on the whole premise of the show. Like, you can't, you can't rehearse every possible outcome. You mm-hmm. can't, when there's more than just yourself involved in a situation you can't know what that's what like that's what's organic about human interaction you know Mm -hmm. the show tries to say like we'll just you know run it like an ai or a computer program and just run every possible scenario but you can't do that when there are two humans you Mm -hmm. know and so it's a real flaw yeah (laughs) i agree with nathan fielder on that that is a real flaw but um i forget where we were going with that but yeah i mean that's sort of what made this bittersweet and um Whereas, like, Nathan, for you, it does feel a little cruel sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's his whole thing. I don't think he means for it to be cruel, but, like, he creates these ridiculous situations and then just has this sort of, like, serenity of mind to let's just see what happens, mm-hmm. you know? Which I think most of us have this human instinct yeah. to stop people from putting their foot in their own mouth yeah. or stop, you know, a conversation from getting... like embarrassing or whatever to keep people from having enough rope to hang themselves but his is like take all the rope you want we've got we've got a warehouse full of rope (laughs) yes we are manufacturing more rope in the back as we speak go ahead it's fine i've hired actors to like work in a mock rope factory (laughs) um yeah it's it's kind of wild and also these are people who sought out being on a mm-hmm. tv show for the most part um <laughs> what did the craigslist ad say and the, like he finds the first guy by putting up a Cra- craigslist ad that just says something completely opaque like do you have a problem you need solving or something yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Or whatever. and yeah just i guess like that's his genius is finding and f- these people yeah. that are so bizarre yeah and a fun fact, they actually took that Craigslist ad from the Craigslist ad that HBO had left over from Barry. So oh, they just reused that. <laughs> <laughs> it, was, it was great. Yeah. Um, no. Yeah. Uh, but, me. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, it's. <clears throat> yeah. I mean, that's why a lot of people are, are uncomfortable with watching the show because it is hard to see these people. Yeah. Absolutely hang themselves with this rope. And it's also, I mean, that's kind of part of what I vacillate on with regards to Nathan Fielder being either really brilliant or a complete sociopath. Mm-hmm. Is like he he doesn't seem to have that ship that like yeah. has any compunction about seeing people expose themselves in this like embarrassing yeah. way. Or he maybe doesn't see it as embarrassing. I don't know. Do we it's, think Nathan Fielder is somewhere on the spectrum? I I mean, I really was wondering between watching this show. I wasn't a Nathan for you watcher, but it, I started watching it this week. I, I don't know, watched two or three episodes. It's very funny, but also, yeah, deeply, deeply uncomfortable in mm-hmm. a similar way. And I really didn't know, like, how much of this is a shtick, like, yeah. and how much isn't. And you sent me a vulture profile on him from uh, July. And I got, it gave me the sense that it isn't, really an act like mm-hmm. he seems he seems to be just kind of an oddball I don't I I, I was gonna say I try not to diagnose people <laughs> on the spectrum but I think every week I'd say someone's on the spectrum yeah. 
But um, <laughs> it does seem like there's some... I mean, he even says in the show, the autism spectrum is not uttered in this show, yeah. but it does feel like it's like lurking somewhere in the background, like it's an unsaid thing. Some type of neurodiversity. I yeah. Feel. Yeah. He does say at some point, like he doesn't really have feelings the same way other people do. Mm -hmm. And I mean, I guess you can never really know other people's interiority. Maybe he just thinks that. But um, yeah, there, there's something there. He de He definitely has a... A tolerance for awkward interaction that uh, I certainly don't. Yeah, that most people <laughs> yeah. don't. Yeah, it's wild. But um, I mean, he could be just doing that for the the laughs because that's his thing. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. <laughs> It'd be really tough. Yeah, yeah, really, really tough. Uh, there was something I was gonna say about that with regards to um <clears throat> his yeah. Yeah. yeah, I mean, in that profile, I don't remember, it was H. John Benjamin or one of mm -hmm. his friends described being at a restaurant with him, and he started asking the server, like, just endless questions yeah. about a dish on the menu, and, like, it was like it was a bit, but it wasn't a bit. He just, like, he doesn't know, like, like when to shut up, yeah. you know? It's, uh, yeah. It's wild, and that's crazy, too, because he uses silence to such great effect yeah. in the show, where he just lets people... Mm -hmm. And yeah, going on that, um, going on that same thing with like giving people enough rope to hang themselves. Yeah. Like most people in a situation where somebody is just silent will try to fill that. Yeah, and, and it, it makes you wonder. Like maybe that's part of the discomfort. These people that he finds. I mean, some of them. I'm sorry, are genuinely weird. Oh, truly, yeah. But it kind of makes you wonder. Like if I was in this situation, like totally absurd situation with this bizarre man who is either asking you weird questions or just shutting up like what would I do yeah <laughs> like, how would I humiliate myself yeah. on on this show yeah um yeah um but so I think that for me one other thing that I felt is that the Nathan Fielder also produced or is involved with how to with John mm -hmm. Wilson which we talked about before on the show and both unabashedly loved yeah I thought that that was a really moving piece of tv um pieces I guess they're multiple episodes but anyway um so I think that seeing this show from the remove of Nathan Fielder rehearsing everything and kind of going through it but then there's like there's a distance there yeah. right like that was my thing. I was like, I don't feel like there's any of the heart that was in How To with John Wilson no, in this it's show. No, um, Which I think is calculated. I think that's what Nathan Fielder wants. I don't think that... I, I think, yeah, he's a kind of weird, guarded person. Mm -hmm. And it very much comes across in everything that he puts out. Yeah. And for me, that left me a bit muddled with like, what are we supposed to take from this show? And maybe we're not supposed to take anything. Maybe Nathan Fielder is just like, I am just cashing my fucking checks. This was just like a high yeah. concept thing that I wanted to do. I did it. I'm enjoying my house in Silver Lake with, with my new romantic partner, um, <laughs> <laughs> which I learned from that article. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, but I think that it kind of created a distance for me that like at the end of this show. Th so the show ends. The last episode is is called Fake Daddy. And it's about Remy, that mm -hmm. kid, having this confusion around Nathan Fielder not being his real father. And then 
Nathan Fielder runs through all these simulations to see how he could have done something different. And then he has this other kid act as Remy at the end. And he plays Remy's mother and like goes through this whole thing. And then at the end, the kid says like he's having a problem with some kids at school. And Nathan, as his mom, gives him this advice. And the kid's like, yeah, thanks so much or whatever. And then Nathan Fielder like has this talk with him where he's like that's what like parents do I'll always do that for you I will always be here for you because I am your daddy and then the kid says wait I thought you were playing my mommy (laughs) and then he says I am your daddy and I was like oh this is just Nathan Fielder coming out as a father this is his actual (laughs) child and like this elaborate setup has just been for Nathan Fielder to tell the world that he has a kid. I was like, I was, See, we're all we're all searching for meaning yes. in a meaningless document. I, I was fully like, I was like, oh, that's what this is. Like, this, he literally can't process this except through a nine million dollar budget. Yeah, like, I was like, Nathan Fielder is a father. That's what we learned here, and I like freeze-framed like the credits I was like does that kid like is his last name Fielder and I was like well I guess even like that kid, his last name like I was looking at the two of them I was like they're kind of similar looking like maybe that's his real kid and this is just so I was convinced of that mm-hmm. and I had a red string board going for a yeah. while but that didn't pan out you found the kid <laughs> pulled out one of his hairs <laughs> yeah didn't pull it didn't pan out um i yeah. hired a bunch of kids to recreate <laughs> that scene and then, uh so yeah so none of that panned out but i at the end i literally i just said oh like when i finished watching the mm-hmm. show i was like oh wow yeah like <laughs> it was just i was like what do what do i you know, do now fun, yeah <laughs> like, i so i think the paradox of the show is that it's about rehearsing every possible outcome, but it's the thing is like, at least it seems like um, it's actually the opposite of that, right? Like the Mm -hmm. show evolves organically. He can change tack at any juncture and like the thing, it feels like it was all the decisions were made on the fly. um, Like no, the outcome wasn't planned, obviously, you know, mm-hmm. so it's like it's the opposite of thinking like you can rehearse every possible outcome. It feels like the show really sort of evolved organically and like they just went with rolled with the punches in a way. And um, I don't I don't know where I was going with that, but that's like, you know, everyone's trying to figure out, like, is it a metaphor for reality television? Mm-hmm. Is it actually a mirror being reflected back on us? And I was like, oh, this is a it's a metaphor about, you know, that increasingly programmed world we live in yeah. and like it's everything's algor- algor- algorithmic now but I think it that's it's the opposite of that it's just like let's see what happens mm-hmm. and like taking everything in the most ridiculous direction you can at every juncture and mm-hmm. um yeah I, I'm just saying though I would not be surprised to find out that Nathan Fielder has like a skin collection or something very weird like <laughs> there's something going on with him for sure yeah probably <laughs> a little bit of little little, little out there yeah i mean um, he's like a person he's i bet he's like fun to have as a friend but also extremely aggravating you know yeah like, he'd be hard to be out in public with yeah i don't i don't like it when people annoy waitresses <laughs> yeah <laughs> yes i definitely don't like that um yeah there were also some really um I mean, 
if nothing else, I appreciated the show on the level of being completely different from yeah. everything else. I mean, it is truly in this world where we are bombarded by 87 Marvel movies and 75 Marvel spinoffs a day. Mm-hmm. Um, it is increasingly rare to see something that's truly different and hard to classify like this. Yeah. And if nothing else, I mean, what a fucking achievement to do that. Yeah, yeah. Um, but there were also some really just, I mean, making a stranger wipe an old man's ass in the forest is like... Oh I forgot about that. Is truly a bizarre fucking, like, swing for the fences. Yeah. And there was also an extremely dramatic timeline that he played out where one of the where the kid grew up and then ended up like hating <clears throat> hating him for being absent right. due to work and then the kid overdosed and like it got oh extraordinarily dark. <laughs> and then like at the end they go back to having the younger kid right. and like yeah, there was just so much that I was watching and just being like, what the fuck, Nathan Fielder? <laughs> like, just truly out there. Like, yeah, really. I, it must have. <clears throat> I mean, I, like, I'm thinking it must have been hard to sell on paper because like, yeah, I mean, like, so that he's running all these rehearsals and the kid is supposed to age like a year every two weeks or something. So he's gone for four or five weeks, meaning he's missed several years of his son's life. And so that's why the son spirals into addiction and resents yeah. his father. But it's like, the, it's, a, you know, I think he says it at some point, it's a puzzle of my own making. Yeah. <laughs> that's that He just decided that. that yeah. <laughs> and then it became a problem. Yeah. And yeah, how do you sell that to someone? Or like, they probably weren't even there that's before what... the show started filming, right? Yeah. It's just, I mean, it's, I mean, that's what I think the brilliance is, is like yeah. being able to decide in the moment, like what would be the funniest, most ridiculous direction mm-hmm. we can take this at every possible turn. And um, and Nathan Fielder, if nothing else, is also, for my money, a truly incredible actor. I mean, I think that being able to, in that scene with the kid at mm-hmm. the end where he's so emphatic, I was just fascinated by like the pulse in his neck just Uh like insanely be I was like just being able to like do all this and just everything I mean again like sitting there with these people going on insane rants like Angela the lady who was raising the child was like oh I don't participate in that that's satanic Mm -hmm. and she was very Christian and believed that Everything was satanic, yeah. essentially. Halloween. Yeah. Um, but uh, Judaism, everything yeah. <laughs> everything was was satanic. Um, <clears throat> and then the guy that she... So she went on a date with this guy, Robin, with two Bs, which any man named Robin got a problem with anyway, sort of. Uh, but Maybe he's two, the heir to the two, Baskin Robbins fortune. Two Bs really did me in. Um, <laughs> I had a problem with that too, actually. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, this is why HBO doesn't give me money because I'm like, we can't, no. Bees, absolutely not. That guy's out. Um, yes, that's why. That's the only reason HBO, HBO is constantly trying to give me money. And then I said, no, Robin's with two Bs. Yeah. Um, but, uh, 
I mean, Nathan Fielder standing there and listening to these people go on kind of like these bizarre rants and having like no reaction Mm -hmm. and being so insanely deadpan through everything. Like the funniest scene in the show to me was when he was talking to, I can't even remember which guy it was, but they they were swimming and he was was talking about, he said, yeah, I was divorced too at some point. Nathan Fielder actually did get divorced. And then he said- Well, this is the first guy. He said, (laughs) I thought maybe I could get him to open up to (laughs) me like if we were in the water together. Yeah. Like that engenders some sort of intimacy. But then you go ahead. And then, (laughs) and so then he says, I was divorced too. And the guy asked him a question about it. And this old man swims by and, the, and it kind of disrupts the momentum. And then you find out that that's a scripted thing yeah. that Nathan Fielder did to prevent the, him asking. <laughs> He's like, so I arranged for an old man to swim by <laughs> so that I wouldn't have to answer that question. <laughs> and it's just like it was it was a very, very funny scene. But mm-hmm. I felt like overall, I, I read a review that said, um, you know, the the laughs in this show to the ratio of discomfort maybe <laughs> maybe like it didn't even out mm. and that was kind of how i felt and um i i mean did you i it was funny but not yeah i don't know i, I just again i will go back to i will freely admit that i think nathan fielder is operating on a different level than many many of us and it, <laughs> i don't think anybody knows how to um knows how to classify or talk about this show but i resent that (laughs) (laughs) i did think it was funny i laughed hysterically in every episode um yeah even with the kid (laughs) od that was very funny i mean it was it's funny too because like yeah you get to these older child actors like young teenagers um who are at the age where they understand that they're acting and like you see them take it very seriously and like they'll They'll break character and Nathan says, well, why don't you try it like this? And Mm -hmm. they really like put their heart and soul into it. So, yeah, it was emotionally affecting because the kid did a really good job. But it's also like, this is fake. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) It's it's, it was very funny. Yeah. It's well, then there's this lingering scene where he's like at the playground watching the the teen and then like the younger kid comes down. And yeah, it very much broke my brain in many, many ways. Yeah. Um, We haven't talked about the Fielder method um, (laughs) (laughs) where Nathan Fielder held an acting class Mm -hmm. um, to instruct these people how to insert themselves in somebody's life and. The, the fielder method basically is that like you have to live as somebody before yes. you can understand somebody and it devolved into this rabbit hole where Nathan Fielder ends up working at an acai bowl yes. shop because this other guy works in a, worked at an acai bowl shop and the actor who was supposed to get information from that guy said like well it doesn't really lend itself to that because you do your order and then you move on to the next station and yeah. like and so well, they, it's like the fielder method is about like basically spying on someone to try to yeah stalking (laughs) someone to try to learn about them and then you can emulate them inhabit them inhabit them but that's that's the joke is like you can't learn about someone by making the same acai bowl that they do you know it's like (laughs) but it's like it is like what if they had a fucked up way of placing the bananas on top of the i'm not saying you can't learn anything about someone by how they make an acai bowl i've 
judged plenty of people based on burrito construction. Yes. Trust me. Absolutely. But um, but that's the joke is like if he doesn't, if the, you know, the premise is he doesn't really understand how human interiority works. Like mm-hmm. that's the joke is he thinks you can get to know someone entirely by just doing the same physical labor that they do, <laughs> like whether yeah. it's make a pizza or whatever. And yeah. like, yeah, I mean, I guess... But then at the end, you know how to make a pizza. Yeah. I mean, I'm not saying it's without its merits I entirely. Was, that is more than a lot of people that have taken acting classes have come away from, have come away with. I mean, yeah. will it get you an Emmy? I don't know. But no, uh, yeah, but you you're right. Acting school should be more well rounded, like yes. a you know bachelor's degree program at a liberal arts school. You should acting bulk of your classes fine, yeah. but you should also have a pizza making class. Yeah, you should <laughs> also learn a, how to waitress. Yeah, yeah. A, a coffee making class. You'd be doing that um, for a while. Auto shop. I think. I think that's a really good idea. Yeah, the the Luxury. Leah Skelton Vance method. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Re- derivative of the Nathan Fisher. <laughs> you know, it's Hollywood, baby. <laughs> yeah, that's everything is. Could, yeah. No new content, guys. Yeah. No new content. If HBO can have warehouses full of like. Carrie Bradshaw's shoes. <laughs> I can repurpose something I saw on HBO. Oh, yeah. Let us loosen that warehouse. We'll come up with a show. Absolutely. That's the inspiration we've yeah. been waiting on. Um, all right. Well, what else would you like to say about Nathan Fielder? Um rehearsal. I don't you put in your outline something about um I mean, essentially like could a woman get away with this? Mm-hmm. And I don't know. I don't know. I no. I will one hundred percent say no. I mean, there are. Uh, I think there are women <clears throat> comics who have shows based on the premise of making people uncomfortable, but I don't watch any of them, so I, <laughs> I have nothing to say. I don't either, and I think they also have to have, like, I was thinking about this because I was thinking about Z-Way, and mm-hmm. I've watched a few clips of hers, which is explicitly about asking people, "Are you racist?" Uh-huh. And it sounds so it, fun. It had well, it has like a political or social like charge and this is really a different kind of experiment but yeah I absolutely don't think that a woman could get away with this because we just don't want to see that yeah that's what I'm saying people (laughs) would not accept it from a woman it would go straight to a woman would be murdered two episodes into this (laughs) that's the difference it would go straight to like you fucking bitch and then she'd be killed so although to be fair after watching two episodes of Nathan for you I'm surprised that he's still alive actually (laughs) I the weirdest thing about Nathan Fielder for me is that there is something extremely weird and off-putting but there's something extremely sort of gentle about him or there's something that is not warm because he doesn't seem to exhibit that Mm -hmm. that trait but there's something that is gentle like i don't assume nefarious but again i am unsure actually collection because he does he has a very gentle manner he's very Mm soft-spoken um like you can't really imagine him getting mad i can't um, imagine nathan fielder screaming you fucking bitch that's what that's what i'm saying <laughs> no no um yeah but his willingness to leverage that to make people so deeply uncomfortable like it scares me you yeah know? it's manipulative yeah for sure but and like in I mean, an in a less toxic masculinity way than somebody who's gonna directly murder you nathan Fair fielder enough. would make you kill yourself somehow <laughs> yeah. through years of emotional manipulation exactly yeah and 
maybe that's, that's a step why we forward. love forward. Maybe that's why HBO was like, give this man all the money he wants. Let him. <laughs> it's a new Harry Styles and Nathan Fielder leading the way for new masculinity. Um, yeah, there's something. Yeah, there's. I, and in that vein, could Nathan Fielder get it just? I have given this a lot of thought. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> and I mean, for the same reasons <clears throat> I just said, like, he's so good at, like, getting people to do things that they probably wouldn't want to do or that are humiliating. Mm-hmm. I would say I would be way too scared to fuck Nathan. Yeah. <laughs> Something bad would happen and uh, I wouldn't feel good about myself the next day. But I mean, well, the worst, yes. the worst part would be seeing who he hires to play you after that. That would, <laughs> that would really be the worst part. You sitting in the room watching how it should have gone with some actress and you're like, she doesn't even look like me, though. Um, yeah. Nathan Fielder has I saw a tweet that said something about like, I welcome, you know, schlopcore as like the new hotness. Yeah. Nathan Fielder wears new balances and like wide leg jeans and mm-hmm. is not a very stylish man. But there's something sort of handsome. Oh, yeah. Him. He's cute. He's cute. Yeah. Right. OK. Yeah. yeah. I like this wiry hair <laughs> yes <laughs> very thick hair um yeah i think nathan fielder could probably get it i don't know that he would know what to do with it when he got it to be honest i don't <laughs> get the sense that nathan fielder is a lover for the ages i mean but... yeah could you imagine <clears throat> that manner no like confronting i said you in that way like i said the most uncomfortable part would be seeing who we hired to play <laughs> you that would be truly terrible um, all right <laughs> yeah yeah, I think maybe he's brilliant. Yeah, definitely. Or willing to. Or a complete sociopath. Yeah. One, one <laughs> of the other. I'm unclear. We will find out when we discover Nathan Fielder's hair, skin collection or whatever it is. <laughs> Nathan Fielder, you are welcome on the show anytime. Is he? <laughs> Again, that would feel like a trap. Very much so. <laughs> um, but, uh, but yeah. I, I think the rehearsal is worth a watch if you can tolerate oh, yeah. um, extreme levels of discomfort. I I mean, I don't know. I think I have kind of a high tolerance for cringe television. Mm-hmm. I I didn't find it that uncomfortable. Yeah. It, I, Nathan for you is a lot worse. Um, yeah. Yeah. But yeah. I mean, that, his other talent is... I, we've already said this, I guess, but just the people he finds. Like, I was yeah, thinking about this, wild thing. watching Nathan For You, which went for four seasons. And I think the people he, I either there is, for every hour of that show, there's 10 hours of unusable footage because it was just a normal person who would, like, do something <laughs> extremely strange on camera. Or he is just extraordinary at getting people to do weird shit. You know, mm-hmm. like one of the episodes I watched, <laughs> he gets a pizzeria to they have a 30 minute delivery guarantee. And he's like, we're going to make it eight minutes or they get a free pizza. But the this gimmick is the free pizza is one inch <laughs> in size. <laughs> and so this fuck, poor delivery kid who looks like he's 17 years yeah. old um, has to like give all tell all these people like, you know, Sorry, I was late. Here's your free pizza. But they still have to pay for the actual pizza. The free pizza is the size of a quarter. And then gets so fucking mad at this poor kid. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, but then like the kid also, like Nathan asked him, like, so what do you want to do? 
with your life and he wants to be a singer and like the kids just got like a cartoon face and like teeth going in every direction. Yeah. And he starts singing the national anthem. He puts his hand over his <laughs> ear and closes his eyes. And it's like, where did they find these people? Yeah. Like, I mean, you'd think your average pizza delivery teen would just be like, oh, no. Yeah, <laughs> you know? totally. But just, yeah, it, every person he gets on there is just like, wow. Yeah, the wow. same with for this show. Uh, we mentioned Robin, who um, was a big follower of Jesus and also oh, a yeah. huge weed smoker. And Do we think that guy was normal before he crashed his Scion TC at 100 <laughs> no. miles an hour? <laughs> no, no, I sure don't. There was an interview with that guy um, <clears throat> where he said, like, he doesn't feel like he was portrayed fairly because he was also, like, talking about his, like, numbers and, like, he was like, you see there that says, like, Mm-hmm. Two seven eight two plus seven is nine, and nine plus eight is fifty. Well, you know whatever. Yeah, he's obsessed with numbers. Yeah, and he, um, in this interview, he said he doesn't feel like he was portrayed fairly. Like they just talked about his obsession with God and numbers, and like there's more to him than that. Like numbers. Like basically, he was just like he's <laughs> clearly a weirdo. That guy's brother tweeted something that was like, "If anyone doubted that my brother was a dangerous psycho, just watch tonight's episode." <laughs> really. <laughs> Uh, yeah yeah Oof. um yeah real weird guy yeah uh yeah i mean the first guy core also the teacher yeah, yeah also extremely weird i mean one of the biggest laughs i got was nathan realizes that this guy is not going to be able to focus on the conversation oh, yeah. he has with his friend if he can't win trivia because mm-hmm. this guy's se- like not secretly he can't he's obsessive over winning yeah. trivia and which most fun people to be at pub quiz night, by the way, are people who are obsessed with winning. Yeah. Um, so he stages this whole thing while where they're like, you know, walking around doing stuff. Like they, they just encounter people who happen to tell them facts. And it's like they're feeding him all the answers yeah. to the quiz. <laughs> but yeah, just also did that was that guy's hair painted on his head? I There was something weird about his hair. Yeah, I don't know what it was, but um Maybe it was melted on with a blowtorch, but um, (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. Um, At the end of that episode, then Nathan Fielder has a moment where he's like, you know, I should come clean and tell him that. And then you see him telling the actor like he can't actually come clean. And it's it's stuff like that where I'm like, Nathan Fielder, like, what's he trying to say with this? Like, it's just yeah, like, yeah, it's on a different level, sort of. Yeah, I, yeah, and that's the thing. I don't know if he knows what he's trying to say. Like, I don't know how much of this show was like a a vision that he executed, or how much of it was just like. I mean, he's got two creators on, on the show with him. It's not yeah. just Nathan Fielder, but um, yeah. I mean, there was some arc at some point, right? There must have been. Yeah, I mean, I just I don't know what the starting point was before they, before they got going. Yeah, but yeah. You're not going to get that answer out of Nathan Fielder, I don't think. No, that's the thing. I mean, He's and not. Like... I respect this. He wants the work to stand for mm-hmm. itself. He doesn't want to have to explain it. Um, and I get it. And I think it does. Like, yeah. It's obviously got everyone talking. But again, with Nathan Fielder, like, not divulging anything really about himself, what do we think he's hiding? <laughs> skin collection. <laughs> it's a skin collection. There's something going on for sure. Um, I mean, 
given that this show, like so much of the appeal was like, oh my God, I can't believe it's going in this yeah. direction. I'm very curious what a second season is going to be like. Yeah. How every, do you top this? Every se- I saw so many tweets that were like, I guess we should just all be glad that Nathan Fielder went into television and not like becoming a hacker or like some <laughs> really obviously nefarious use of his like, <laughs> you know, yeah, ability to just. It's like the Stanford Prison Experiment, but with mm-hmm. Nathan Fielder, like run yeah. by Nathan Fielder. It's he is, yeah, he's he's yeah. doing something. I mean, yeah, in that Vulture article, I think it was H. John Benjamin compared him to the um, psychologist mm-hmm. whose name I don't remember, Men- but Mengel or Mengel. No, <laughs> no, <laughs> no, not that one. Uh, who did the experiment, like? seeing if people would administer like an electric shock yeah and, like they weren't yeah, yeah. really but they thought they were yeah. and it is sort of like that like yeah. you know see what people will do when yeah. you give them the opportunity yep. um yeah well yeah. you ain't coming for me nathan fielder i will not <laughs> sign a waiver i will not will not be on camera we'll see <laughs> <laughs> we'll see nathan fielder could get you yeah um yeah, maybe he should do the whole second season should be about like a community radio <laughs> show. <laughs> We've got some characters. We could bring on back Nathan station. for you. Could I? Uh, yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah. Give us some ideas. Five hundred one C three. If you guys have any ideas about what the second season of Nathan or Nathan Fielder's The Rehearsal is going to be, um, please let us know. Or anything that you would like to see. Let us know um, if anyone out there has any information about the budget for the show. Please <laughs> let me know. <laughs> because, I mean, Succession was on a yacht. And I think they spent less than, <laughs> than the first episode of, of Nathan for You. Or whatever it's called. The rehearsal. Um, all right. Anything else to say about the rehearsal? Um, I don't think so. It's, yeah. I highly recommend. Endorse. Yep. Endorse. Loved it. Yes. Um, yeah. Cautiously endorse if your tolerance for <laughs> yeah, I guess so. <laughs> if your tolerance for discomfort is relatively high, then this may be the show for you. Are you in for season two? Yeah, I'll yeah. watch season two for sure. All right. Well, season two is just going to be a reenactment of season one, and <laughs> <laughs> all the way they could have done it differently. It's going to be a spinoff just at the acai bowl. Store. <laughs> yeah, it's very, very, yeah. Yeah, Do you he, like an acai bowl. He got deep. I have never had an acai bowl. Can I give you some advice? Yeah. Don't ever. Don't really? do it. <laughs> okay. The first time I had that, I was like, I was like starving and walking to work and yeah. there was nothing else. I was like, I'll have some of this stupid hippie bullshit. It's delicious. Stupid hippie. Oh, it is? Oh my God. It's so good. But like, that that's the joke. Like I thought it was, you know, health food mm-hmm. shit. It's just like a milkshake in a bowl with bananas oh. on top it has okay. to have like a thousand grams of and sugar chia in it. seeds just chia seed, and yeah. chia seeds yeah it's a superfood make you super fat <laughs> okay all right i'm down for that okay great <laughs> i'm forgetting super fat um all right well well get, real quick did I'm you go, um i'm curious about bowl. your opinion of um timothy chalamet's venice film festival look <laughs> um you First served of all, it up in a what was it a backless jumpsuit? It was backless, yeah. Um, I'm delighted. Two separate people sent me that <laughs> for, for, to, to, to weigh in, and I'm I just I love that this is the niche I've carved out for myself in my spin, 
grand damhood <laughs> to be the person that people are like. What do you think? Leah should see boy's this. Outfit. <laughs> <laughs> Leah should see this. Um, I think that it was great. I think it wasn't the most flattering look on <laughs> Timothy Chalamet. Um, but again, I appreciate a swing for the fences. Sure, I love that Timothy Chalamet is trying something different. At the Oscars, when Timothy Chalamet showed up with that very like sequin jacket mm-hmm. with nothing under it, I gasped. I thought Me that too. was ten out of ten. Yeah. Would do business again. Stunning. This one, it didn't like figure wise. It didn't do much for Timothy Chalamet. <laughs> I would have looked like... good on like Jane Fonda. You know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, prayers up for Jane. Oh, what's wrong? Uh, Jane Fonda has non um lymph non home. Hodgkin's lymphoma. Oh, no. Starting chemo. Oh, my God. That's terrible. I didn't know. Yeah. Purrs up. Um, can't, lose, can't lose Jane Fonda. No. Um, yeah. So I, I think it was a swing for the fences, yeah. but a bit of a miss to me. Yeah. But I appreciate it. I mean, who amongst us hasn't worn something that we thought was fashion forward and looked back and been like, mm, it was a bit of a yeah. miss? Yeah. I mean, no risk, no reward. Yeah. And like, absolutely. I, I thought it was a bit of a miss, but I do I agree. I appreciate someone mm-hmm. going for it, especially yep. while you're young and hot. Yeah, wear all the backless jumpsuits Absolutely. now. Timothy Chalamet. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I saw a blind item about Timothy Chalamet on some movie that he made where he had a threesome with Orlando Bloom and somebody else. I can't remember. His first threesome was with Orlando Bloom and somebody else. Okay. That's if anyone knows great. that movie, tweet it at me. <laughs> Can I ask you another random thing? Please Did you do. see this was from last week? I think there was a. I shouldn't. I should know better than to read opinion pieces in the New York Times. <laughs> oh but there I go again. Here there we was go. one. I don't even remember the author's name, but it was about Harry Styles and um, a wig. What? His hair being a wig. <laughs> is that is that in the rumor mill? Oh yeah, that's yeah. Well, I'm sh- shooketh. No, this was about how um, it. It didn't exactly accuse him of queer baiting, but about oh, how yeah. his I did style, see like, yeah. it was essentially like if Harry Styles is gay, he owes it to the gay community to come out. And if he's not, he's basically like co-opting our, you know, style for, um, you know, just for to make money, Clout. I guess. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And I, I don't know. It infuriated me. Yeah, because I think. I think, yeah, I think people love to get outraged about things, right? But I also think that maybe Harry Styles is just private. Like, maybe Harry Styles just doesn't want to say either way. And maybe, I don't know. I I mean, what I think, I mean, if you're an older queer person, I can see seeing Harry Styles' style through a cynical eye of, like, co-opting, you know, gay... Yeah, but... uh, the same could be said about David Bowie, who he's often compared to. The yeah. same could be said about Prince. The same could be said about fucking Mick goddamn Jagger, who, God. Yeah. Well, Lord, I mean, why yes. haven't we taken Mick Jagger yet? <laughs> <laughs> fucking All right, yet. let's not get too mean. <laughs> but I mean, I think um, if you're an old person, like, yes, I mean, I do agree. I'm sure Harry Styles is somewhat cynically, like, calculating what will appeal the most to the broadest audience base. But he's also of a generation that is, I mean, sort of are, are lucky post, enough to yeah. not have to worry as much. That's what I'm saying. As are, older people did. Like when you were a young gay teenager in, say, 1980, like, and you were closeted as you probably mm-hmm. were, 
Like you were terrified of someone calling you gay. Yeah. But people don't, I mean, I'm not saying, obviously a lot of people still are afraid of coming out or being yeah. labeled as gay. Um, but for someone like Harry Styles, he's never had to worry about that, mm-hmm. you know? No one gives a shit. Yeah, we're post that. Yeah, and yeah. so I think I think we should look at it as a positive thing that people can actually just wear whatever they want yeah. and not worry about being, you know, called the F word or something. And um, stop denying Harry Styles this, like, idiot clown style. Let him be happy. Yeah. <laughs> he's young and beautiful. Let him dress yeah. like a circus performer while he still can. And also, it truly is, like, what are, it's that, you know, the question that's been around for decades is, like, what are you owed by somebody yeah. being famous? Like, what what are we owed? Like, mm-hmm. I would love if Harry Styles released a sex tape, sure. But, like, <laughs> other than that, like, I'm not owed any information yeah. about Harry Styles. Like, he said that, you know, he he did that interview where he said, like, Everybody in my life who needs to know about my sexuality knows about my sexuality. Mm-hmm. And, like, maybe he can just leave it at that. Yeah. Like, I don't know. It's it's fine. I won't hear a bad word about Harry Styles, yeah. guys. I won't hear it. Um, and, yeah, I do think it's infuriating to, um, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. yeah, I do. I think we're sort of post that people don't necessarily yeah and yeah. i mean i i feel yeah if you feel like something's being taken away from you because a young possibly straight man can wear a rainbow flag then maybe try to look at it as a positive thing that people can mm-hmm. you know all be allies and no one gives a shit who's having sex with who anymore yeah um are you caught up on the leah michelle drama uh no. So the rumor is oh, that she can't, she can't read, read and then she re- that trending and, and then, just laughed so hard. And then she released a statement saying like I always knew all my lines and did not confirm that she can in fact read, which is <laughs> the easiest thing to do, like either lean into it or be oh in on the God. joke for once in her life, but I Leah would- Michelle really seems like a humorless fucking bitch. I, yeah, totally. Of all the things that could be rumored about you, if someone said I couldn't read, I would just lean into that. Absolutely. <laughs> so funny. I would set up the Leah Michelle and Jordan Catalano School of Literacy. <laughs> I mean, that's all you have to do is just release a statement that you are like putting money into so teaching. So many celebrities could to read. use so many things by having a sense of humor. Yeah. Like if she just tweeted a picture of Jordan Catalano. Yeah. But I guess if you can't read, you can't Google image search either. So. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So um, anyway, <laughs> I mean, if she hears this, she'll be able to understand it. I guess we should have written this. This could have been an email. <laughs> <laughs> OK. All right. Well, um, thanks for tuning in to TV on the radio. Um, do keep it here on BFF.FM. Indie Rock Girl Radio is coming up next. And um, anything else that you're watching and enjoying, Jess? Um, no. <laughs> <laughs> no? I mean, a I'm in a real TV utopia right now. I've been watching so many things that I've greatly enjoyed. Oh, that's great. I've yeah. been, I don't know why, I rewatched all of Succession and now I'm rewatching True Detective. <laughs> I, oh, it's so strange you say that. I was thinking the other day, I was like, I should rewatch True Detective. It's, just the first season. Yeah, not just the, the first season. Not, not the other ones. Um, all right, sorry, I'm looking for this uh, song that I had queued up. All right, um, thanks for listening. Indie Rock Girl Radio is coming up, and we'll be back next week with more TV on the radio. Do I have box one on? There we go. I
There's a train coming 